We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Stay connected to our shows and get in on the conversation. Follow us on Twitter at WGR550. Little NFL Films music for our uh, our first guest of the day, which uh, typically we go a little earlier. We'll go guests all afternoon, but uh, I thought the topic I wanted to talk a little bit about this Josh Allen topic, and I think it uh, I think it leads well into our next guest here. And joining me on the West Her Hotline is Jeff Lloyd. Jeff is the host over at Lockdown Browns. You can check out his work uh, there on Lockdown Browns, and he's you can find him on Twitter at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd two L's. Jeff, uh, good morning, man. Thank you for joining me. It's been a while. Uh, uh, glad to have you on. Uh, I mean, things good, Nate. Uh, you know, always enjoy our conversations. And, you know, as much as, you know, camp is maybe six away, I think for a lot of us, it's just <laughs> a blink of the eye as we just want to get towards what we all think are maybe some promising 2021 NFL seasons. Yeah, man. And, you know, it's it's funny because I think most of us that, you know, especially for me that 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 covers the team and does a lot of radio work during the season. You know, these are the like these are the dog days of summer in June and July where you want to take advantage of the time you have before life really uh, gets pretty busy during the season. But at the same time, it's like you you know you're it's football. Everyone's looking to get a little football in them, especially like September football. There's really nothing better. Um, Jeff, my conversation I had this morning was kind of talking about here in Buffalo <clears throat> how interesting the fact is that. Josh Allen really hasn't been a very big topic of discussion because I think for the most part, people here in Buffalo are starting to assume he's just the guy and he's can be talked about in the same light as the Aaron Rodgers and the Lamar Jacksons and, you know, the the Patrick Mahomes of the world. And he's just not really a concern anymore. So Bills fans are talking about other things, about the tight end position, about, you know, are they getting better at pass rush, so on and so forth. What did you, what do you maybe take or what is your feel on how Browns fans are feeling about Baker Mayfield after a, a really good bounce back season um, under a much better play caller in Kevin Stefanski and just an overall better offense that I think maybe highlights his skill set very well. Is that, are, are, are people in, in Cleveland sort of feeling the same way maybe Bills fans are feeling about Josh Allen? I, I think it's, you know, definitely, you know, the feel that is probably, you know, throughout the Browns community. Um, you know, still some national media, you know, they have their issues, be that as it may. Look at what Baker did. And the thing was is they didn't, 
you know, as well as they succeeded on offense, they were still limited. They really did not have much of a deep passing game. They kind of played within, you know, like within this 15 to 25 yard box, um, which led to, you know, the drafting of Anthony Schwartz. You hope Odell Beckham Jr. coming back changes that. You hope the emergence of a Donovan Peoples-Jones here in a year or two changes some of that. Uh, you know, Baker was great, but, I mean, there were so many tight window throws, mm. you know, due to the fact that they could not challenge defenses vertically. Now you're looking here with, you know, some of the, you know, changes and hopefully, you know, the, you know, the upgrades, of course, Odell and Donovan Peoples-Jones, that you can start to take this to another level which leads to, you know, simple, you know, passes to the running backs out of the backfield. The tight ends, which was supposed to be a really counted on group in 2020, never succeeded the way they wanted. And part of that was is there just wasn't that much room to operate. Jarvis Landry, their top receiver last year, his route running tree is very similar to that of a tight end. It was just way too congested, which really showed how well Baker performed. Now where you can open it up, get a lot more easier throws, and you have just some pure speed on the field that defenses have to, have to account for, it should make just for a lot of bigger opportunities for this offense and maybe even for Baker Mayfield to take yet one more step up you know, in 2021 from his 2022 success, 2020 success. You know, I think it's a great point and may, maybe one that maybe the common fan might not think about, right? When you have a lot of the same types of skill set at the wide receiver, tight end position out of the backfield and running backs, when everyone's trying to sort of operate under 20 yards, you sort of run out of room. And and I find that sort of really an interesting concept in this discussion about Baker Mayfield. And listen, as a as, as someone that really wanted to see the Bills draft Anthony Schwartz, I think that he's a super intriguing piece um, to the puzzle there in Cleveland. And you talked about the tight end room, and I, and I think that's a good transition because you know they have three very different players that can kind of bring different skill sets. And I'm wondering, and in, in, in finally, right, finally in, in getting a year or two with a play caller for Baker Mayfield, are you expecting the <laughs> tight end room to, especially in a Kevin Stefanski offense, maybe really bring a different element uh, to, to the game? Like, Not a lot of teams are, are really kind of like throwing three tight ends out, three tight end sets out, 13 personnel. Like That's not really a, a commonplace in the NFL right now. So knowing that, while teams are zigging and maybe the Browns might zag, how confident are you that room maybe takes a big step this year? I think it's, you know, the opportunity is going to be there. Um, and the thing is, is, you know, you look at Austin Hooper, he is you know, a true traditional tight end. A lot of it is done within line. David Njoku, very athletic at the position. Even as much as he improved as a blocker in 2020, you can still split him out. You can do these things as well with Harrison Bryant. That is what he came, you know, the NFL of his calling card. They're still working on their traditional tight end things. But it just creates mismatches. I mean, when you can put guys out who are six foot five, it creates difficulties, you know, for secondaries to match up. Uh, say you do that with one running back on the field, and, you know, say it's, you know, just Odell Beckham Jr. You've got to account for everybody. And I think that is the one thing that the Browns have made a, you know, a, a huge, huge effort with you know, Andrew being here is, Andrew Barry is, being deep at every positional group. So it gives you the opportunity to play whatever personnel package you want, mix them up, you know, and get yourself in a situation where if it's third and short, you know, third and five, you've got receivers who can those type of routes where you're in a position where you're looking to go for a big play. You have more athletic, faster players who can do that. They have such a great mismatch, such a great mixture now of depth at the tight end, at the wide receiver, at the running back position. And it all comes down to Baker. And you just want mm-hmm. Baker to continue to play like he did his rookie year of it doesn't matter who the guy is. I'm throwing the ball to the open guy. 
as long as he can continue with that, like he did in twenty in, um, last year in twenty twenty, as long as he just throws to the open guy, it makes things easier and it creates great success. You can't get caught up in. Yes, I have Odell Beckham Jr. I want to try and get him the ball twelve to thirteen times a game. That was one thing that took away from Baker's success. It's simple: hit your plant foot, find the open man, get rid of it. Let's line it up and do it again. Jeff Lloyd here. He's the host of Lockdown Browns, joining me on the Western Hotline, talking about the 2021 outlook for the Cleveland Browns. And Jeff, you and I, we're both sort of in this uncharted territory where um, the teams that we <laughs> like and we follow and we talk about for a living on a daily basis, um, they are not talked about in the same way that they've been talked about for the better part of two and a half three decades. And I'm wondering what those expectations for you and for the fan base, like what does it sort of feel like to go into a season after absolutely romping the Pittsburgh Steelers and sort of getting over that hump, right? Like the Bills needed to get over the, the New England hump. They did it this last year. The, the Browns needed to get over the Steelers hump. I think they did it. Now I think you're looking at a place where the Browns and Bills – I say what you will about the Ravens. And you and I, we could talk about the Ravens after this discussion here, but what are the expectations for the Browns this year? Is it kind of like, you know, division championship or bust here? I think it's division championship. And, and you know, for you know, for all intents and purposes, you know, if you're not thinking about playing, you know, in the AFC championship game, I don't really, you know, know what else you're looking for. I mean, you know, you look at what they did last year and you look at the fact that they did it where they were limited without an offseason. Yes, everybody was, but it was a new regime. You look how over they came, COVID. For God's sakes, they played their playoff game without their head coach. They went yeah, into free agency. Right. They bagged one of the best edge rushers in the NFL, you know, coming off of injuries. They bagged the best safety that was available in free agency. Uh, then they went to the draft, filled in holes. They, you know, actually drafted not only Jeremiah Usu koromo they also drafted Fields, these hybrid type of players. Joe Woods wants to play a lot more defensive backs that maybe he can call linebackers, but he wants them to be as athletic as defensive backs. They've done just so much. The question is going to be, obviously, there's going to be things that are going to have to gel, and it's going to take a little time. There's certainly going to be a better defense week five and six than they were probably week one and two. But it's, it's, it, everything is there. And I look at this team right now, and you know, you see maybe, because always around this time of year, here in early June, there's players that are being cut, and you know, is he a fit? Is he a fit? I don't think the Browns have eyes on anything else, but probably just getting a Berea, getting a camp, and just yeah. getting this party on the road. If nobody's on board, you know, with high expectations for this team for this season, I, I don't know what you would need to raise your expectation level, other than the fact that, like you said, maybe it's you know twenty-five to thirty years of grief. But the time <laughs> is certainly now. Yeah, scar tissue. I get it. Trust me, I get it. Um, Jeff, yes. I, I guess the remaining. I think the question here, and I think you probably agree with me. I mean, I, I'm I have been a Browns truther for five or so years. I've lost a few bets on the Browns. Uh, as much as like two years ago, I was like, "Hey, the Browns might win the division," and people called me crazy, and I lost a little bit of money, and I had to chug some, uh, you know, some wine coolers on a podcast. But otherwise, I've been kind of in the backseat, kind of saying, "Hey, I like this, how this Browns team's constructed." Um, it's the defense, right? Like that's the question here is. Is Jeremiah Wusu Karamoa and adding a Jadavian Clowney with whatever he is, um, 
and drafting uh, another um, drafting another corner in the first round and adding some pieces in the back end, John Johnson and and, and bringing in Troy Hill, like th- some nice moves this offseason. Is the defense sort of the last remaining question of this team? And if if they take the step with all the pieces they added. Is this more than just a divisional winning team? Is this a team that might be and maybe should be considered in the Bills and, and the Chiefs in the AFC? I certainly I certainly think they should be. You look at what was added. You know, you added the top safety freeze. You added the top nickel corner. You bring Jadavian Clowney in. You also added Attack McKinley. You now have three edge rushers that, you know, have four or five speed or better. That's just, you know, it's, it's a little bit unheard of. I mean, it's these guys, you know, all three former first-round picks, um, you know, certainly with McKinley, you're just looking for a place where he wants to be comfortable. The Browns tried every time he was released last year to get him in here. Um, they were always, you know, a little bit down on the waiver wire, weren't able to do it. Clowney, you know, in, the, the biggest thing is in, you take what comes out of players' mouths. Why did you come here to Damian Clowney? They win. I like what's going on here. I mean, when you hear players say it, they're starting to get it. Um, and I think they're in a really, really strong situation. And look, Baltimore, you know, they, they're tough. There's no doubt about it. But the way the schedule broke for the Browns, which was very advantageous, mm-hmm. where they get the Ravens twice in three weeks with the bye week in between, the Ravens will have had their bye week earlier than that. The Browns can basically just say for three weeks, this is nothing but the Baltimore Ravens. And you understand that they're different and their offenses run differently than almost every other team in the NFL. But it basically allows you to scrap everything else and just focus on what you got to do for three weeks straight to you know, find a way to you know, hopefully obviously beat them once. It'd be great if you could beat them twice, but you know, that would be the calling card as far as getting that AFC North title, getting a playoff game in First Energy Stadium, and putting yourself in a situation. Um, you know, Baltimore, I would think if you want to say top four, you would say Kansas City, Buffalo, Cleveland, and of course you know, the Baltimore Ravens. Tennessee, look, I love the Julio Jones move. I do, don't get me wrong. But you know, Corey Davis had a career year last year, had almost 1,000 yards, five touchdowns. That wide receiving unit was terrible until they picked up Julio Jones. And I'm not saying that Julio Jones isn't better than Corey Davis, but it's almost kind of like they replaced kind of what they lost in Corey Davis, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit more. And so I don't know if you know, Tennessee is, you know, that move put Tennessee as high on some rankings as some people want to, um, and their defense still has issues. But I think, yeah, you're probably talking about a four-team dogfight, and I wouldn't be surprised if those were the four remaining teams in the AFC playing for those two spots in the AFC championship game. Um, kind of interesting that, you know, Teams are led by quarterbacks from the 2018 draft class. Jeff, um, I don't want I don't I don't want this to come off. I, I want us to look. I want us to sound good here. Uh, I don't want us to come off cocky. But the Bills faced Pittsburgh in Week One. I know how I feel about Pittsburgh this year. I, I I'm expecting the Bills to win that game handily. Um, I have. I don't know. I don't have any respect for that team. And I know that maybe just based on your scar tissue, maybe you just have this this sort of level of like I have to respect them at least at least just a baseline of respect. And then I could where are you with this team? Because I just think I think they might I think there's a conversation to be had that if you might be high on the Bengals, you might say that maybe Pittsburgh could be the last team in that division this year. Is that crazy? I don't think Is that crazy? That, I don't think you're that far, I don't think you're that far off, Nate. I don't. Um you look, Ben Roethlisberger, um, Shot. And look in everything Shot. Was, was, Yeah, but last year, yes, everybody last year. Oh, 11 and 0, 11 and 0. Nobody, I mean that was the softest 11 all we have ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um and a lot of it was, you know, fortunate bounces. Ben Roethlisberger, um you know, him sitting I, I mean, I can't believe he actually is back this year. 
I mean, everything Me you either. saw of him sitting on that sideline, it was like, I'm done. This, you know, I, I know what I don't have it. I don't have enough anymore. And I don't even know if it's that he doesn't, you know, have it for the first eight, nine weeks. I don't think there's any way Ben Roethlisberger could put together 21 weeks if the Steelers were to find a way to be successful to get far in the playoffs. He just doesn't have it in him. The offensive line, they've lost a ton. Didn't really, I wouldn't say they, you know, they brought guys in. I don't think it's any better than it was. And, you know, as many people said on draft night, oh, yeah, absolutely. When you have offensive line issues, by all means, just draft a running back. That'll fix the fact that your offensive line is not that good. That's not how it works. Yeah. It's just not how it works. <laughs> I mean, you brought Juju Smith-Schuster back. And, you know, I, I guess I kind of because if you're running it back with Ben, you know, you at least want right. to bring around, you know, keep the weapons around. You, you've got to make sure. You got Devin you've, Bush coming off the injury. You've got to make sure the guy yeah. that runs crossing routes uh, is back. Right. No, I, I hear you. But, I mean, you know, and the defensive side of the ball, Devin Bush is coming off the ACL. Yeah, that's uh, right. The secondary, you know, I mean, you're asking for Joe Hayden to, to put together another year now at his age. Uh, I, I just don't see it. And, I mean, if you told me, and, you know, the first thing that pops in my head is 6 and 10. We all still got to get used to these difference of, you know. But, I mean, if you told me 7 and 10, 6 and 11, I mean, Mike Tomlin's a fantastic coach. I have zero issues about him, and I'm – his mind he's like you know what this kind of might just be a year where we're kind of just stuck in park because i think that maybe we need to go the next route here you know behind center and you look at all these teams and you know featuring mobility at the quarterback position you know and you're stuck here with this rock and you know if the browns are going to play him what's he going to do miles garrett breaks containment jadamie connie breaks containment tech mckinley breaks containment he's going to throw it into the dirt i just (laughs) That's... He's going to throw it in the dirt, or or you're going to see very similar to what you saw, you know, in the playoff game where they were all cocky, you know. Well, well, we didn't play anybody, you know. We kind of gave this one to Cleveland, and you know, those those guys in that Cleveland locker room took it to heart and said, "Oh, really? Is that really what you think? Okay, well, we're going to come in without a head coach. We're not even sure who the head coach is going to be. We're going to start a practice squad guy at cornerback. We're going to come in in your house and we're going to rip your heart out." And basically, that's exactly how it went down. Jeff, I. I think I think you came off looking good in that conversation. So I I don't care if I don't care if people think I'm crazy, but I I just I just do not. You're right. How about this? Where I'll stop is I'll say I think that I think Mike Tomlin's one of the one of the great coaches in the league. So I will I'll give them the respect, and I think Tomlin alone probably earns you five, six, seven wins. But I, I just. No Bud Dupree. That's going to force T.J. Watt on an island. Teams are going to be able to tee off on him, double-team him, and they're going to say, who else are you going to beat us with? And uh, you're right about Devin Bush coming back. I think that's a big get. But they just they, they let they let Steven Nelson go, and they just like, eh, we're not going to replace him. Eh, we let uh, Villanueva go. Eh, we're not going to replace him. Eh, uh, um, uh, their center, Pouncey, he's gone. Eh, we won't replace him, but hey, we'll get a running back. We'll get a tight end. We're not going to replace anything in the offensive line, and our, our quarterback who can't move. I don't know. I There are so many storylines across the league, and I think the one that no one is talking about is that Pittsburgh could be bad. And not just bad, but terrible bad. And I I know you and me are going to celebrate. Uh, we will be popping bottles, my friend. If that's a six-win team, you and me are going to pop bottles. I, I just I don't like Pittsburgh. There's something about them. And there's really no reason that I, I shouldn't. I just I just don't like them. So, um, anyways, uh, my, my tirade's over. Jeff, thank you so much for hopping on with me, man. This was great. Let's do it again soon. Good luck this season. Enjoy the uh, the upcoming. Enjoy your time off here before the season starts. We'll, uh, we'll have you get on, uh, on again very soon, my friend. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.